Hey, this is Kim Davis. Welcome to another one-on-one podcast. And I have with me today Galia Reichenstein, who is the COO of Taptica. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Hi, Kim. It's nice meeting you. And I will just say before we go on that um, the seasons have changed in New York and our old New York heating system is coming on. So if you hear a sound like hammering in the background, that's what it is. And we're not going to do the podcast outside, so we're going to live (laughs) with it. So anyway, Taptica, um, a company which started in Israel. For the listeners, just give us a broad overview of what the offering is. Yeah, sure. So uh, Taptica, we're, uh, we're a mobile uh, advertising platform um, that the, the heart and the backbone of our, uh, of our different technologies is our data. We have our own proprietary DMP, and uh, our mission is to help uh, brands get connected to, to the right users and helping them uh, acquire these, uh, these users and engage with these users in the best way possible and cross-channel, of course. So if it's on mobile RTB, if it's mobile... Um, you know, mobile uh, web traffic, mm-hmm. if it's on Facebook, on Instagram, on Pinterest, really to find the user where, where they are in the right moment. But in the mobile ecosystem. In the well. mobile ecosystem, yes. Okay, now are you serving brands and app developers? Yeah, so we serve uh, brands, app developers, agencies, um, anybody that uh, is looking, uh, is looking to, to, to engage a certain app um, within, the, within the space. It is important to note that we work with apps only as we're very data-driven, um, right. so we don't do lead generation on mobile web or things like that. It's very important for us to, to have that information to be able to make the most out of our technology. Okay, got it. Now, um, you're about, if customers are right, we're customer user acquisition for apps. Um, are you involved in uh, ad- the advertising space at all, or is it... Do you do the ads, in other words, or do you just acquire the users for apps? So it's a good, uh, it's a good question. I'd love to see ourselves as kind of Mad Manera Don Draper. <laughs> so uh, it's less about thinking of the messaging itself mm-hmm. because that's the brands and uh, okay. the brand managers over there. But we do, of course, work on uh, creative. We can also create video, creative gifts. Okay. Um, you know, you have the 360 ads on Facebook because you know we see the creative as a tool to better enhance the, the, the flow for the user and better improve uh, results. So definitely we have an in-house studio and we provide those services um, as part of the overall activity with uh, Taptica. So so uh, you can provide that as part of the package, but also brands can come with their own creative. Definitely. Yeah, normally, you know, we'll do, we'll do a mix because brands do have really great creative mm-hmm. out there and I've uh, worked a, a lot on this. Um, so they'll provide us their creative and as well their... Uh, um, open source that creative so then we can work on it and give our uh, recommendations and obviously this is in cooperation with them they approve it or you know sometimes they prefer to do it themselves we give feedback but are very involved in, in that it's like the storefront of right. uh, of uh, stores so it's very okay. important let's just uh, touch touch briefly on the acquisition part of this because I did a little bit of research and as, as I understand it you have an artificial intelligence component of the platform. You're obviously using data to uh, to target potential app users. So can you explain what you bring to the idea of acquiring new users? Yeah, of course. So first of all, in order to be able to, to acquire these users, um, you need to be connected to the media sources. So on the one hand, we have our DSP. Um, so that's the, the machine that kind of drives everything. And then we're connected to the different SSPs. Um, we have a lot of different API integrations, so we have that media side. In terms of the in terms of the data, 
um, what we do is we use past behavior um, that uh, we've collected in the DMP, and then we start uh, we start targeting uh, with a predictive approach. So saying, mm-hmm. okay, so these users have already made some kind of acquisition on their mobile phone. They're comfortable with it, and they're in this kind of age range. So you know this would work well for a ride sharing app. Uh, for e-commerce, you know, we would maybe look for a, a different set of users. For gaming, a different set of users. Um, so once we set up a once we set up a campaign, we implement the parameters. Then the machine knows t- where where to focus on first. And then, of course, later, um, as a second uh, level, then we have uh, you know we have account managers that are constantly uh, looking at these campaigns and making sure that. Uh, we're optimizing it uh, correctly, and all this is looking at the engagement, so the post-install behavior. Um, uh-huh. So, for example, Uber, they're not looking for an install. They're looking for a first ride. Open Table, they're not looking for an install. They're looking for a first booking. Sephora right. is looking for size of basket rather than install. So each one really and what their, their KPI is. Oh, okay. They're all looking for like, different outcomes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's very performance oriented, very much around engagement. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned some brands there. Are those uh, examples of customers using your service? Uh, yes, those are uh, those are a few. Taptica, we work with uh, hundreds of uh, mm-hmm. of different brands, um, and uh, also through agencies and direct brands and app developers. Okay. Well, I already know I've got I've got some of these apps, and I'm sure some of the listeners have as well. Um, Let's get on to kind of like the topic we were talking about before we started, which I think is very interesting for the audience. And that's, on the one hand, we see a a trend as marketing and advertising become more digital for larger brands to increasingly try to bring it in-house. Closer control, more transparency when it comes to metrics and results. But I know you have an argument, and I must say I think it's a plausible one, that for the mobile advertising space especially, there's lots of benefits to going to an outside vendor who's cloud-based or SaaS-based. You want to expand on that a bit? Yeah, for sure. So um, so we've seen a, a huge boost over the last years in what we're capable of doing in the advertising space. So, you know, if we look even five years back and, you know, marketers sat around the table and were saying what they were hoping that... Uh, that uh, will will come around, then you know we're we're light years ahead of where we were five years ago, um, and with that as well as like you said is the is the need or the want for for brands um, to have that information in house. They don't want to think that there's a vendor that's you know taking a large margin on them or you know losing uh, control over their brand and, and where they're appearing. So definitely the need for transparency and the and the need for uh, open communication has grown. Um, and should be supported, and I'll I'll, I'll go back to yeah. that uh, point later. Uh, and in terms of the technologies, because it's so intricate and because it's changing all the time, there's uh, there's a risk factor involved in trying to do this fully in house and not using external um, platforms or external technologies. Um, because if you think of it, um, so you know maybe in terms of cost effectiveness, you're paying twenty thirty percent. Um, in addition, or between five to thirty percent, I would say that vendors uh, take take a margin. Um, but then, if you take that cost back in house, it, it ends up being much more having the um, having the databases, having the R and D team over there, having the support team over there. So, in terms of cost effective, I think that's debatable, and there's been a lot of uh, articles online really laying this out. Um, and I think that more important is in terms of the know how. Um, so if you take a, a third-party vendor like Taptica, for example, or you know, there's other great ones out there as well, 
um, that you know we work with hundreds of brands, and so we really get to get to learn and get to know the space, and we we uh, encounter uh, we we encounter new uh, new revelations that maybe an in-house brand wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Um, and if you think you know we have 50 people in our R and D. It's hard to imagine that you know a brand that maybe is not Google or Apple yeah. um, will be able to 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 keep up um, over there. I, I think, but in a, what seems to me a very common sense way, if we're talking about mobile advertising, we're not talking about billboards, we're not even talking about television. We're talking about a constantly changing range of devices, screen sizes, the way things render, the different ways of measuring, the different ways in which ads appears and video appears. It's. I, I, I'm surprised 50 people can keep on top of it. It's a very fast developing space. It's a very fast developing space, and if you look at the you know the biggest publishers out there, like if you look at Facebook, every two weeks they create a new update into their system that you know the vendors that have an API built on top of their platform need to adjust that. So you know if we look right now, Facebook has I think about between 40 and 50 approved Facebook marketing partners. Right. And that approval process is quite, it's quite long because they need to make sure that these companies are really able to, to keep up because once you don't keep up with a change, or Apple, for example, made now a really big change in how, um, how they allow uh, companies to get the attribution back. So it's really important to have people on the ground constantly um, modifying the technology to fit that. Yeah. Now, you, you said you wanted to come back and talk a little bit more about the whole transparency thing. And I think this is, this is something which I know from conversations I've overheard that brands are concerned about when it comes to mobile ads and especially video ads. A, a lot of discussion, a lot of contested areas about how you measure success, performance, um, attribution... We obviously had the big fuss a few weeks ago about how Facebook was counting video views. and There isn't yet an agreed set of standards. So the, I think the concern which brands have is that if you have a vendor out there, they're going to tell you, oh, your, your mobile video ad did great because it got so many views or clicks mm-hmm. or something. And you think, what does that mean? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a very good point. I mean, I think that to your point, it's twofold. So first of all, um, it's doing the, the expectation management and understanding really what your partner is looking for and what you're able to provide. Um, so, for example, you know, you mentioned Facebook. So Twitter and Facebook's attribution windows um, towards installs are very different. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, so if we're working with a partner that's on both those platforms, we really need to make sure that we're communicating this and that we're as well, we're presenting the reports in a way that's easy for them to understand. Regarding the transparency and uh, and what they're getting, I think that we're getting closer, and I think next year there will be a much bigger consolidation in terms of the attribution and what's uh, you know what what the right guidelines are, um, and the different tracking systems that in the mobile space now, Kochava, AppsFly, or Tune, they're doing a really great job in allowing you know vendors like Taptica to be able to speak a common language, and that's the engagement. So if it's a return on ad spend, which is really basket size for e-commerce companies, or if it's an engagement in terms of you know we were talking before about bookings, um, and so this is something that Taptica we've really implemented to work with our partners on these models. So you know I I, I mentioned that uh, earlier this year I had a conversation with someone that. CPI is dead. You know, installs yes. are, are not interesting anymore. You know, yes. the vendors are expected to provide much more uh, for their partners, um, and so and so definitely, I think that we'll see a big uh, a big improvement on that side, especially that the bigger brands, um, the bigger agencies are now joining the the mobile space, and uh, budgets are growing there. So and shifting from from other 
areas of, uh, of advertising, so really need to make sure that this, this you know, it's one plus one equals three almost um, to, yeah. to justify it. Uh, viewability, that's another hot topic, isn't it, right now? Because you can have an ad which, technically speaking, appears or renders on your mobile device, but if, if you don't see it, then, you know, who cares? Definitely. Um, definitely, that's a, that's a, it's a hot topic. For Taptical, we're very performance-focused. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, we, we try to, to really work where we can uh, show the, the value. So viewability for us, it's less of a concern because mm-hmm. if they're... If the user didn't see the ad, then they didn't install the app, then they didn't later engage with okay. it. So if essentially there's no engagement, we'll cut out that source. So, uh, but uh, definitely something that I believe as well, you know, um, fraud law and not um, uh, what's the okay. I have a, a name block, <laughs> okay. um, but uh, there's a lot of uh, different uh, quality tools that uh, that are coming out now, and that they're able to really serve the space and serve these concerns and, you know, to really make sure that there, there isn't any, any black holes. I think mm-hmm. that this is the, this is the, the kind of scariest uh, thing that the marketer can have and not really knowing where their ad is and uh, who's seeing it. So I think that with all the tools um, that we have, uh, we have nowadays, there's no, no need for it. And the block I had is Forensic IQ. Forensic IQ, um, yes, So, yeah, sorry. it's a great company. Yes. And uh, so we're, you know, there's different tools as well that, us and the brands can, can use together to really have a, a unified way to, to look at the quality. Okay, so it um, seems to me there's, there's two levels to this. There's the, um, the whole complexity of uh, knowing how to judge performance correctly, mm-hmm. but also uh, across brands there are very different outcomes they're looking for. Exactly. As you said, there's basket size for some, there's bookings, reservations, and that. so you have to... Uh, manipulate both and make sure they fit together, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say manipulate. Manipulate was to, totally yeah. the wrong word. Sorry. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying, but definitely yeah. to to sit, um, to sit together with the, whoever's responsible for um, for the user acquisition mm. on the other side, and to really understand what you know what they're after at the at the end of the day, because you know we'll have a lot of times that uh, marketers will come to us and they say we want a CPI of three dollars in the U.S. I come and I say, okay, no problem. We can do CPI of three dollars, but what are you really looking for? Right. How will you be happy at the end of the campaign? And then during the conversation, then we understand that you know within the within the first two weeks they want some kind of engagement in the app, and so that's already information that we can take back and we can also implement it into into the um, Taptica platform to be able to do that uh, automatically and be able to report on that and really communicate to them what's important to them rather than the CPI, which is kind of the means to an end. That's, um, uh, that's a conversation I suppose you're still having where a brand will come in with some idea about what the KPI should be. And when you explore with them what they're actually trying to achieve, that may not be the best KPI. Exactly, exactly. And we find this more with you know the, the newer brands that are dipping their toes in or just getting started um, I think that the, the some of the smartest people in the industry are some of the UA managers mm-hmm. that have been around for a really long time, and so something that you know we're really uh, we're really enjoying in the space now is that you know there's slight movement within the industry. So all of a sudden, someone that was you know uh, managing a, a gaming uh, gaming user acquisition uh, team all of a sudden is now on the in a, a music app and you know it's all of a sudden kind of marrying all the worlds together and so uh, we're seeing a lot of uh, interesting innovations in that space it's, it certainly seems to be a space where 
people are really learning and it's almost on a monthly basis there are new ideas new solutions and new approaches exactly and must and be a so, great space to yeah work in. totally and again to the SaaS managed uh, around that you you know we were talking before uh, mm -hmm. we started recording about why there's so much uh, ad tech in Israel so mm -hmm. it's exactly you know I was saying that you know, there's no fear of, uh, of, of failing it's just constantly trying so I think that that's something that's very important in the mobile space as well is to not not expect to succeed in the first uh, the first time round to be open to trying different things to be open to trying different technologies there's so much out there and so if you're you know very uh, uh, risk averse then you know maybe it's not necessarily the um, the, the right uh, the right space and if you're going to be experimental and innovative it makes sense to be uh, dealing with cloud solutions doesn't it exactly definitely okay well actually just one last point because I don't think we clarified it quite at the beginning although Taptica comes out of Israel you do have a US presence don't you yeah so we actually we opened our US offices uh, almost uh, a little over three years ago mm -hmm. so we have uh, in San Francisco we're about 15 people in New York uh, we're a small team of four okay um, and Taptica actually is uh, global so we have offices in Korea in China just opened in London um, so uh, we're, we're definitely growing globally as well. Great. Well, it's a space we'll be continuing to watch with great interest. Galia, thank you so much for joining us Thanks today. Thanks so much, Kim. And everyone, keep looking out for the next one-on-one -on -one podcast. Thanks for listening.